You're listening to Daily Dispatch by Your Story, a show that tells you about all things making news in the startup, tech, and digital ecosystem. In this episode, we catch up with Bikram Bedi, President, Strategy and New Initiatives, Growfers. Well, hello and a very warm welcome to Daily Dispatch by Your Story, a show that gives you all the latest news and updates in the startup ecosystem. I'm Priya Shade and I will be hosting this show every day Monday to Friday at 5 p.m. So be sure to log in on time every single day. Rest assured we have a very strong team of researchers and reporters who are tracking daily updates from the startup ecosystem and therefore we will have a consolidated list of the latest news of the startup and e-commerce ecosystem for you. Now first up let's talk about what the show is about. We'll be having two segments. First of all, we'll be looking at the top developments of the day that's the movers and shakers in the startup ecosystem. This will be followed by an interview with a very interesting personality every single day. So be sure to be there on time and I will be there every single day giving you all the latest news and updates. But first up, let's look at the top stories that we're tracking this evening. Well clearly the talk of the town over the last couple of days has been on WhatsApp's privacy policies now what we do understand is that as concerns around these policies emerge Zoho is all set to roll out its own messaging app Avatar now this comes at a time when a lot of users have been migrating to apps like Signal as well as Telegram over the last couple of days The next big news in focus is from the funding space global private equity giant KKR has closed its made in Asia infrastructure fund at a whopping 3.9 billion dollars now this fund is likely to invest across Asia Pacific in properties such as waste management power utilities and communication Well the next new story is in the online gaming space clearly a space that has been hot over the last couple of months especially in this lockdown where we're seeing a new breed of online gamers who have been emerging and that's the reason online gaming startup Zupi has raised an additional 10 million dollars uh, do remember that this startup has been backed by Matrix Partners and this is its second round of funding over the last 12 months Do remember that Zupi had raised 8 million dollars in April 2020. The funds will be used for expansion into new markets as well as building scale. Well, the next funding announcement is from the electric vehicle space. Uh, electric vehicle maker Simple Energy uh, has raised an undisclosed amount from angel investors. Do remember that uh, the electric vehicle space is seeing far many takers in India. and this startup is confident of raising another 10 million dollars by the second quarter of this year now do remember that this startup will be launching its scooter mark 2 in may 2021 well the last headline from the day is from the edtech space because mumbai based edtech player upgrad has registered 100% growth since march 2020 do remember that there have been many lockdown learners that have been coming to the fold and upgrad has hit a milestone of 1 million learners by december 2020 now this portal has also announced esops which means that it will be giving 600 out of its 2500 employees esops owing to the stellar performance that it has seen over the last couple of months 
Welcome to our second segment of Daily Dispatch. Now with us, we have a very special guest joining us. It's uh, Mr. Bikram Singh Bedi uh, from Gropers. Uh, many thanks for joining us today and it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, the last couple of months have been phenomenal for Gropers. Uh, amid the pandemic, uh, you know, e-commerce companies have disrupted and pivoted and many of them have even diversified in terms of their overall models. First of all, Gropers, I understand uh, uh, it has been an interesting journey. Tell us about it. It has been an interesting journey. You know, uh, 12 months ago, if somebody had told us this is how the next 12 months are going to pan out, uh, I doubt too many people would have believed them, whether it was about the, uh, you know, the pandemic or it was about business growth. Uh, but yes, here we are 12 months down the line, starting 2021, and it's been a very, very, uh, I can say, interesting and different 2020. Uh, for Grofers as a journey, I want to talk about three specific areas. The first is the opportunity that this pandemic gave uh, Grofers to essentially uh, serve our customers and the country. Uh, now, you know, when I, when I talk about uh, March, I think it was 23rd when the lockdown happened. Uh, our first goal was how do we ensure delivery of essentials safely to our customers? Because at that point, you would remember there was huge amount of disruptions, you know, operations were disrupted, supply chains weren't working. And our first thought was, how do we ensure delivery of essentials safely to our customers? So we focused on essentials, which was rice, dal, atta. We kind of, you know, shrunk our assortment because we said, this is what we need to focus on because this is what customers need, detergent, soap, things like that. And we, we focused on, uh, you know, getting those out to our customers safely. Now, that also meant a huge change in standard operating procedures from what we hadn't done before. So, for example, you know, uh, at warehouses, sanitization, washing of crates after every use, infrared uh, thermometer checks for people who are coming in, for our delivery boys, uh, gloves, masks. Our COVID-related expenses went up significantly because we were spending so much money to ensure the safety aspect of uh, delivering to our customers. Uh, so, you know, that was, that was um, we hired about 4,000 people. Uh, during that time. So that was a very, very interesting part of phase of that journey that gave us the ability to serve our customers. Uh, over the next couple of months, then we spent time, uh, as things settled, we spent time on innovation. We said, how can we service our customers better? We had got past the initial hump where, you know, people were struggling to get goods. Now supplies were more normal. We said, how can we change for this new world? How can we build innovation? So that was the second part of the journey. And there it was, you know, building new, uh, using tech to build new innovation. So for example, we build a new innovation called edit cart. Now what edit cart allows you to do is that after you have placed your order and between the time that we deliver it to you, if you remember something, you can quickly add it into your cart. Now this is critical because during that time you would remember people didn't want multiple delivery boys coming to their house again and again. You wanted to interact with only one person who could get you all your goods. And very few, uh, you know, grocery vendors or otherwise even e-commerce vendors allow this. Uh, so that's something we thought was top uh, priority for our customers. And hence, we worked on that and got that ready. Uh, we, you know, the, the delivery boys who were out there during the pandemic uh, were facing various hardships and dangers. And we introduced a tips feature so that they, you know, got uh, motivated. It was called, uh, you know, tips for our delivery heroes. Uh, we introduced limits to stop hoarding. Uh, because people were, you know, buying 
20 kg, 30 kg, 40 kg of atta together. And atta was scarce, you know, rice was scarce, dals were scarce. So we started putting limits uh, to stop hoarding. If you were a customer, you could buy repeatedly, but you couldn't in one order hoard. Uh, then uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, we, we built a feature which was uh, around the phone and WhatsApp, which would allow customers to place orders on that. And more than us, what we did was we, you know, worked with local authorities in various states. And we gave it to them so that they could run helplines where people could place orders. So a lot of innovation happened there. And then, of course, is the third part of the story, which is the uh, the business metrics. You know, if you look at the business metrics, because of uh, the pandemic and people, you know, the baselines shifted for e-commerce, especially e-groceries. And hence, we are seeing uh, significant bump ups. Or we are seeing, uh, you know, the, the number of orders is up by 60%. Our average cart size used to be about 13 to 1400 rupees. That's now around 1800 rupees. Uh, during the festival, it actually went to about 2000 rupees. And, uh, you know, most importantly, we are now profitable on every transaction uh, that we do. On every order that we do, we are profitable. Uh, our goal is to get a bit of positive in the next uh, six to eight months so that uh, we can push for the IPO that we've uh, announced that we are going to be going for an IPO in either 2021 or 2022. Uh, at the end of FY20, I understand GMVs were at the range of about $1 billion. At this point in time, what are the GMVs looking like? So, like I said, you know, the, the GMVs uh, at this point, um, I mean, I can come back to you with the exact number because it changes month to date. Uh, and the last... Uh, you know, PR approved figure that we had was close to about uh, seven to eight hundred billion. That was a couple of months ago. So I can ask PR to come back to you with the with the exact numbers. But yes, you know, significant bump up in GMV. Uh, like I said, because the AOVs have moved up and the number of orders earlier pre-COVID, we were looking at about 17 uh, lakh orders in a month. We're now doing close to about 25 plus uh, lakh orders a month. So with that and the bump up in the AOVs, we have seen a significant jump up as far as, uh, you know, uh, revenue, uh, sorry, GMV and revenues are concerned. Uh, ballpark, I think we're talking about uh, 60 to 80% bump up in GMVs. So when you talk about a 60 to 80% bump up in GMV over the next six to eight months, um, is there a timeline that you're working with for maybe a $2 billion or a $3 billion kind of GMV roadmap? So what has, what has COVID taught us? COVID has taught us, and we must have seen this across various verticals and various kinds of businesses, that unit economics is very important to run your business. So yes, growth is important. Scale is important. But I think what is also important is running a consistently uh, profitable business. So while we are focused on growth, you know, we are more focused on unit economics at this point in time. It's more about the fact that we first wanted to, our goal was that we wanted to get uh, positive on every order by December 2020. Now we kind of, you know, achieved that goal about six months before. So in July of 2020, we achieved that goal. Now our goal is to get to a beta positive. That's really the goalpost that we're chasing. The growth is coming. So we are not really thinking about this should be a 2 billion or a 3 billion GMV business. We're thinking about this needs to be an EBITDA positive business with the growth that's coming. We're seeing very healthy growth. I mean, 60 to 80% growth is very healthy growth, right? So the focus really is about EBITDA positive. And do, while we do that, how do we ensure that we are consistent as far as our customers are concerned? So clear focus area is get consistent with customers and consistency would be around, you know, we are an EDLP player, uh, everyday low prices. So be consistent about that. Be consistent about your assortment and be consistent about your service. 
Now, if you can get this consistency layer in place with your customers, and you can get an EBITDA positive business, that is really what you should be achieving. You spoke about getting EBITDA positive. So, what are the levers that you are putting in place to achieve that uh, kind of target? Because I understand that Whoopers is also increasing the high margin businesses within its fold. Uh, the first is, of course, you know, we are focusing on uh, supply chain uh, costs. Uh, we've always led, you know, innovation as far as the grocery space is concerned. Uh, we were one of the first, you know, companies to have uh, bikers start deliveries, etc. So there's a clear uh, focus on how do we bring down supply chain costs without compromising on customer experience, right? So that is one critical area of focus. In fact, if you look at our supply chain metrics. while costs are consistently coming down uh, our customer metrics like customer complaints etc have improved by 70% over the last 5 uh, to 6 months right so number one there's a huge focus on bringing costs down and bringing them down with innovation and tech you know uh, a good example i can talk about is we've developed a new concept called warehouse and warehouse where how we pick how we uh, you know the the efficiency that you get uh, or the order per person that you get uh, the efficiencies on that has gone up significantly right so there's a lot of focus on bringing down costs at the same point in time we are increasing our assortment and when we are increasing our assortment we are we are basically looking at uh, you know categories and uh, skus that uh, customers would need over and above the kitchen so traditionally you know grofers has been about the kitchen so if you look at uh, you know the kitchen uh, that is all about staples it's about uh, you know rice dal atta but if you look at uh, the other rooms when people walk into supermarkets they are buying blankets they are buying uh, you know uh, inner wear they are buying winter wear uh, they are buying uh, kids wear so we we are looking at introducing all of these now so we are widening the assortment we've already introduced women's ethnic wear Uh, during the festival season we had introduced a number of categories we are looking at uh, introducing you know grinders kitchen mixers things like that so things that are associated with different rooms of the house so our thought process is how do we grow the assortment and as a part of this growth in assortment yes some of these things they come with higher margins which obviously helps the business so clear focus i mean how do you get to a beta positive you take up your revenues and you reduce your cost so that's the focus so grofers mm-hmm. has had about 12 rounds of funding so far uh... lots of money has been raised uh, and there's a recent uh, round of funding that you all closed uh, as well so what are the plans in terms of funding is there expected to be another round of funding before you go public is that the process okay so i wouldn't want to talk about will there be another round have we closed mm-hmm. around what i the way i i look at this is that we you know from a runway perspective we have enough money in the bank uh even before the lockdown happened we had started focusing on unit economics and hence you know while the pressures of the lockdown were what they were uh you know we were we were conservative with our spends and hence we have emerged out of this much stronger as a company so there is enough money in the bank for day to day bau operations we've already broken even from a transaction perspective our view on funding and further money from our investments uh, investors is all about new initiatives so we are consistently in touch with them we are working with them we are you know keeping them updated on what are the new initiatives what are the growth areas we want to put money into and if there is an opportunity around that then they are they are more than happy to support us so uh, you know i think from a funding perspective uh, like i said there is enough money in the bank 
uh, we are looking at specific growth initiatives and uh, we will be putting money behind that uh talking about the ipo uh, that's something that the street has been watching out for uh, mm-hmm. what is the plan out there uh, is 2021 uh as uh, you know the targeted year for the ipo or do you expect it to be pushed into 2022 considering we have a pandemic that we're going through goal is to get it i mean to do you know hit the capital markets in 21 uh having said that uh, you know it also has to be about the right time so our you know this is going to be a phase process the first phase is to get to a beta positive that is really the first goal because without that uh, you know beyond that uh, looking at ipos etc will uh, you know that would have a significant dependency so we are looking at uh, ebitda positive as the first goal and if we can do that as per our timelines which is first half of the year then uh, yeah we are we are going to try and see if we can hit the markets in 21 otherwise early 22 all right i think we are all looking forward to that and the kind of valuation uh, that finally ends up with the ipo process kicking in or uh, with that yeah. sister baby uh, many thanks for joining us today it's always a pleasure speaking to you thank you so much for being a part of daily dispatch with that it's a wrap on the first episode of daily dispatch by your story thank you so much for logging in and showing us all the love i'll be here every single day monday to fridays at 5 pm with all the latest news and updates from the world of startups Thank you so much and do click on the subscribe button below. Goodbye and see you tomorrow. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Just look for your story or log in to yourstory.com. Thanks for listening to Daily Dispatch by Your Story.